right, good morning everybody. So good to see you as usual. These bright shining faces on another cold winter day. Spring is coming, but not yet. So we got some more weather coming tonight. Woohoo! Um, thank you so much for being here. You know, uh, it's kind of a crazy last couple days for me. I went to a I went to a birthday party three days in a row. One of which was mine that I didn't even know about until I got there. And holy smokes, that was a big surprise. So my, my actual birthday is on Saturday, the 25th. So I'm still 39. This will be the last time I preach to you in my 30s. So soak it in because next week, surely my hearing will be gone. And I, <laughs> wait, what, 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 what? So uh, yesterday was uh, Dave Clemens' surprise party. And uh, 75. I, I, I said, I thought you were in your mid-60s. I couldn't believe, I mean, I think this is public knowledge. So, I mean, because they, anyway, but uh, I was like, oh my goodness, couldn't, couldn't believe it. But, you know, they had these sheets there. I, I, I just got to start off with something fun because we're going to get kind of serious today. Although it is going to be about numbers and dollars. So this is a good way to start for these accountants, uh, money people out there, like my co-pastor, Bob, he's got an accounting degree. And so you guys will be interested in some of this. So, so in 1948... In 1948, the year that Dave Clemens was born, uh, guess how much a loaf of bread cost? Guess how much a loaf of bread cost in 1948? Really good guess. 14 cents. 14 cents for a loaf of bread. A bottle of Coke was five five cents, a nickel in 1948. Yep. Uh, Average new car, $1,550. 1948. Minimum hourly wage in 1948 was... 40 cents. Average new house, $7,700 for a new house in 1948. Postage stamp, three cents. Wow, whoa, okay. (laughs) Did you you look at this? (laughs) Gallon of milk. (laughs) He remembers how hard it was. (laughs) Gallon of milk, 86 cents. One dozen eggs, 95 cents. Isn't it like $10 for a dozen eggs now? Actually, in California, I think it's getting close for, for a dozen eggs. Hang on to those eggs, guys. Get some chickens. Gallon of gas was 26 cents in 1948. Pound of bacon, any guesses on that? Less than a dollar. 63 cents for a pound of bacon in 1948. Tin, tin, tin of baked beans, 29 cents. Average yearly wage. Any guess on that? 1948, the average yearly wage. $2,950 was the average yearly wage in, in 1948. And then movie tickets, you could go to the movie for 36 cents in 1948. Pretty crazy how times have changed. Anyway, like I said, that doesn't really have anything to do with the message other than I will be talking about uh, dollars today. Uh, it's going to be very riveting, uh, but, but imp- <laughs> important, important. <laughs> so uh, for those who don't know me, I think everybody does, but uh, for the record, my name is Paul Letvin. I am still technically in my 30s, a little bit longer. One of two pastors with Submerged Church here. Uh, wanna, you know, it's my pastor, co-pastor Bob's birthday back on February 3rd, too, like, 52, right? Yeah, something. Anyway, yeah, and Charlton's was just on uh, Thursday. He, he entered a new decade. Wow, goodness sakes, what's happening to us? I guess those things happen. Oh, the fifth? Oh, my. 
like 5th of February. Oh my goodness. So, oh, side note, we, I, do, I do have a church directory in process that I think I have. Uh, we, we, have we have 68 people who are, like, like if everybody came who's members and regulars attenders, we'd have 68 people here. I counted all of them. And, uh, we're, and uh, we're working on getting birthdays on that too. For those who are interested, I'm going to be passing that off to Missy pretty soon here. But uh, anyway, we're trying to get a little bit more official so people can contact each other, knowing those special days are, things like that. Obviously, if, whatever you want to keep private we can but uh any, anyway so we are we are working on a an updated church directory so thanks for your patience on that um today is going to be a little bit different today uh other than the seating already this was not planned uh but that's different as well but i'm going to be updating everybody on the state of submerged church uh particularly regarding our yearly financial giving allotted to support causes for the gospel of Jesus Christ, as well as an update from my recent trip to Washington, D.C., and some exciting opportunities that have opened up for our church as a result of that. Uh, I had the great privilege of attending the Association of Churches and Ministries pastor meeting in Washington, D.C. on February 6th and 7th. That was hosted by Family Research Council at their headquarters in Washington. I'm going to be sharing some highlights and takeaways uh, from our meeting sessions, as well as some other uh, resources that uh, are made available through FRC so that we can continue to grow as a church that stands boldly on God's word and is unafraid and unashamed to proclaim the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, with love. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm just going to pray one more time uh, that the Lord blesses this time. Father, we humbly come before you today. God, I pray that uh, we'd be encouraged by what you've done through this church, by what we've been able to do as a church to bless other groups, ministries, organizations, so that we can just further the cause of the gospel of Jesus Christ, to build your kingdom here. Lord, we want to be faithful stewards with what you've given us, not, and not just our, our finances, but with our time, with our energy, what we pursue. Lord, I pray that we would, every person in this room, would ask themselves, what, what do I need to work on today? What do I need to be refined in so that I can stand before God and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, I pray that not one person in this room would fall away from you in the evil days that we are in, that we would withstand in the evil day, uh, uh, putting on the full armor of God, the whole armor of God. Uh, because the time is drawing near, the days are growing short. We don't know how much time we have left, but we do know, Lord, we are one day closer today to seeing your face than we were yesterday. I'm, I'm thankful for that. So Lord, we pray you'd bless this time uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. The big idea today, as has been stated, is stand firm. Stand firm. We find that in Ephesians 6.13. Stand firm. And this is a time that we need to stand firm. So why does submerge tithe to the Lord? I thought this would be important to kind of talk about this a little bit. Uh, we rarely do Bob and I ever give a message on tithing, and this isn't even a message on tithing to you. It's a message so that you understand why submerged church chooses to tithe. So just as the Old and New Testaments affirm amongst believers the practice of tithing, which is giving 10% of one's income to God, so too submerged church gives 10% of our income for the purpose of advancing God's kingdom in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Uh, and, and, 
and we, we've seen that with our church. God, God has, has blessed us. Uh, last year was just one of our greatest years in regard to spiritual growth, numerical growth, financial growth, uh, and, and we're, we're just so humbled and blessed to see that. And we're, we're, still a, we're still a small church on a small budget, kind of a small drop in the bucket in the kingdom of God, but, but I, I'm so, so thrilled and honored to be here with you, to be with Pastor Bob, to be at this very place in this, this time in history. Uh, I, it's funny, sometimes I can say this because she's not here, but, you know, Janine Lisney, as I've been telling her, like, oh yeah, they wanted me to be America's Black Robe Regiment Chair of North Dakota, and oh yeah, Family Research Council wants me to come out to D.C., and she's like, you're not going to leave us, are you? <laughs> Someone's going to snatch you up, and it's like, no, 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 I'm not going anywhere. You know, I, I know God's got me right where he wants me, and I, as I've said to you before, I, I want to <laughs> keep me little and unknown, loved and prized by Christ alone. I, I like I like the small feel. I'm very content right now, so don't worry. I'm not going anywhere unless the Lord takes me, takes me home, probably. Uh, Malachi 3.10, here's another good verse in regard to tithing. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Wait a minute. Didn't Satan... Test Jesus, throw yourself down for surely they will, you know, the angels will get you. And then Jesus replied, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Well, guess what? This is the Lord himself speaking. As far as I'm aware, I don't think there's any other place in scripture where he asks us to put him to the test other than right here. And I've experienced his blessing in amazing ways by, by putting him to the test in this. I've never missed a meal without my own choosing. I've never had clothes. I've never gone without clothes on my back, without a roof over my head. I, I have gone through difficult financial times, uh, and it was painful to write out that tithe check, but I did it, and, and, God, and God provided for me. It's, it's just been incredible, as, as I've tested God in this, and, and Submerge does that as well. Uh, here's a couple interesting quotes on giving tithing. First one's by George Mueller. Uh, Believers should enter more into the grace and love of God in giving. For, remember, that God gave his best for us, therefore we should give our tenth as our least to him. Uh, another one by Adrian Rogers. I think we had him last week. <laughs> not Aaron Rogers, not A-Rod, A Rod, Adrian Rogers. Makes you... Football people, okay. God doesn't need us to give him our money, he owns everything. Tithing is God's way to grow Christians. God doesn't need our money. It's, it's, uh, it's not for him. It's, it's for us. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of the heart. And the last one, Hudson Taylor. I was thus led to the determination to set apart not less than one-tenth of whatever monies I might earn or become possessed of for the Lord's service. So regarding this, as has always been our practice, Submerged Church has given away or pledged to give 10% of our income from the year 2022. Let's take a look at that first slide there. I just want to give you guys a little kind of history lesson, uh, association lesson, et cetera, of, of where Submerged Church is at. Some of you might know this already, but a lot of you probably don't. So when our former, our former church association, Great Commission Churches, was still functioning, we gave our entire 10% to the Northlands Region. So that's, that's Northlands in the middle there. Those are the states of North Dakota, Minnesota, and Wisconsin that were under the leadership of Great Commission churches. There were, and there were other regions throughout the United States that had similar setups that we did uh, within Great Commission churches. 
so since GCC dissolved in November of 2020, so that, that entity is no more Great Commission Churches. They still have the archive website. Uh, so since, since they dissolved, our, our tithe to the region was reduced to a membership fee of only 2% of our income. So now we still, we still do give 2% to Northlands. But as the Northlands Regional Ministry has desired to keep functioning despite the dissolution of GCC, they decided to reconfigure their finances in order to give uh, more authority back to each local church regarding how they wanted to allot their giving to specific individual kingdom building entities of their choice. Uh, because G uh, Northlands was giving a bunch of money to all kinds of different ministries and things like that, that, that we didn't really have any control over. And uh, so now they decided, well, why don't you guys keep that 8% and then, and then you guys invest it in the kingdom as, as you see fit. So uh, um, we, we have started doing that. Um, as a side note, you also see the C1 network up there. So C1 network has formed out of a, out of a desire for, for former GCC pastors uh, to stay connected. So the C1 network uh, connects church and ministry leaders to the people and resources that they need to raise up leaders for Christ. So it's a pastor and leader network that I have joined, but, it, but it's not a church network, if that makes sense, which we'll get to later. So like, if someone were to say, oh, who's your church affiliated with? You, you, you wouldn't say, oh, well, we're a C1 network church because there's no such thing. It's, it's uh, like, like any pastor or leader from any church or any denomination be, can become part of the C1 network. It's basically just to keep, keep healthy pastors, avoid burnout, give them resources. But, but there, there is no church, like church as a whole affiliation with the C1 network, if that makes sense. Um, and by the way, uh, they're, uh, oh, well, I'll get to that in a minute, so. Anyway, so, so hopefully that kind of makes sense to everybody. So, so GCC is no more. Northlands is still functioning. Um, and I'll talk about them in a minute. And then C1 Network is a newer group that's just for like pastors and leaders and pastors' wives. All right. So that being said, clear as mud, right? Uh, so here's, here's the submerged giving breakdown. 10% uh, of our total 2022 income which was $9,000. So there you can see the breakdown. So, so we gave 2% to Northland's regional ministry, which was $1,800. So they just asked for a 2% membership fee. 1% uh, we kept for benevolence purposes. 2.5% uh, uh, is going to overseas missions. 4% uh, will be local, local community ministries. After talking and getting some insight from different individuals in the church, they thought, you know, Paul, we should, we should do more to invest in our local community right here where we're building relationships with people where we can talk to these people on a regular basis. And I thought, you know what, that's a good idea. So as you can see, that's our, our, high, our highest amount of giving we kept local. Uh, and then 0.5% went to a national association. So I'm gonna break down each of these briefly. Uh, so 2% Northlands Regional Ministry was $1,800. Uh, the mission statement of Northlands is strategically collaborate to cultivate healthy pastors and healthy churches. So. Oh, how do I explain it? So, so I guess, so Northlands is, is kind of like a combination of a pastor network and a church network, but, but, it's, but it's still very much local and, and just cultivating healthy relationships. So Submerged Church is active with the Northlands Regional Ministry, which serves churches in these states, Minnesota, North Dakota, Wisconsin. We join together with these churches for activities such as marriage and pastors conferences. So for example, the marriage conference that was just over a week ago, couples night out at Cottonwood, that was put on by Harvest Church in Warren, Minnesota, Cottonwood Community Church in, Minnes in 
Grand Forks, and then Submerged Church here, Fargo. So, so those three churches within the Northlands region put on that, that marriage couple's night out. And then our sister churches down in the cities, which we're, they always invite us to go to their events as well, you know, that, that's open to us as well. So we, we do conferences together, leaders retreats. Some of you might remember, I don't know if I even mentioned, but la- last November, I went down to Farmington, Minnesota to, to meet with these pastors, all, all you know, un, uh, formerly GCC pastors, but now as a Northlands region, we're staying connected, building into each other. We talked about leadership development at that last gathering. How, how are we going to raise up new leaders, things like that. So we're still keeping our relationships with our Minnesota, North Dakota, Wisconsin churches through these retreats and leadership training. Uh, and then another, another little highlight is uh, the Northlands Regional Ministry. Um, I think some of you guys know Haley and I are going to be going down to Miami this week, which will be very difficult because I see the temperature isn't even going to get above zero here on Wednesday, and it's going to be 80s and 70s in Miami, so we will suffer well for you while we're gone. Uh, <laughs> Just happens to be in Miami, but uh, North, Northlands is covering that trip. They're paying for our airfare. They're paying for our car rental. Uh, you know, it, it won't cost Submerge um, any, anything uh, practically at all for, for us to go on that trip to Miami. So a nice, nice benefit of being part of Northlands Regional Ministry because they, they believe in if we can keep healthy pastors, that will also keep a healthy church, you know, if, if that makes sense. Strike, strike the shepherd, the flock will scatter. And I, I hope and trust if anything ever happened to you, if I die in a plane crash on the way to Miami, this church will go on without me. Uh, something to think about. Don't put all your eggs in one basket with Pastor Paul. We still got Pastor Bob around for a couple more years. And, you know, <laughs> hopefully a couple more decades. But uh, don't, don't depend on me. Uh, please, please, you know, I'm just one man and God will raise up somebody else if something happens to me. But uh, Anyway, but, but yeah, we truly believe in that. If we can keep healthy pastors, healthy marriages with the pastor and his wife, the, the church will also be healthy, uh, hope, hopefully, or at least provide that as a better possibility. Anyway, moving on. All right. One uh, percent went to benevolence, uh, Luke 16, 10. One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. So these funds are reserved primarily for our church members who may be facing a unique financially difficult circumstance. Uh, of course, there may be some adjustments made based on a, a case-by-case basis, because some of you guys might be looking up there like, well, $900 isn't very much if somebody needs a new furnace or something like that, which, which is true. But, you know, at least we have that much that's solely designated to be uh, helping people in, in need, uh, primarily from our church. Uh, next one, 2.5% went to overseas missions. Um, and this is something we haven't talked about a whole lot, so I'm excited just to share what's going on with these ministries. I've got so many handouts and pamphlets and all kinds of stuff, but uh, we'll be showing a little video for the first one, Run Global, here. But as you can see, 1.78% is going to Run Global. So that Run stands for Reaching the Unreached Now. Reaching the Unreached Now. Uh, And and, uh, Mike and Sue Cater are the uh, trailblazers of that ministry. In fact, uh, Mike got arrested in India, and, and he's actually blacklisted. He, he can't go into India anymore. So now he's been uh, primarily working in, in Nepal because they, they, they pegged him for sharing the gospel, I think made up some phony charges, probably terrorism and who knows what else, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah some fakes, whatever, just so he couldn't come back. Anyway, so, uh, so Mike and Sue Cater are primarily the, and, and they, they've been with Great Commission Churches since the very beginning, but now they've, you know, they've got their own overseas missions. And, and then Ryan and Laura Stahl, Ryan was making six figures at 3M Engineering. Uh, they, they literally like sold everything they had <laughs> and their five children. And now they're just like, 
you know, doing this, sharing the gospel. They, they, ha- they, have, been, they have been in Arizona, like knocking on doors because they, they had to leave when the COVID stuff happened. I mean, there was cars stopping. They, I mean, they barely made it to the airport in time to get out of there and back to the States. And, but, but he's been working remotely and still very involved. So I'll, I'll stop talking and let, uh, and let Ryan uh, go ahead and tell us how things have been going with Run Global. Hello, my name is Ryan Stahl and I'm the operations director with Run Global. On behalf of our president, Mike Cater, and our entire Run Global team, I want to personally thank you for supporting this great work that God is doing in South Asia. Without your support, this wouldn't be possible. We recently put together a short video highlighting some of the great things God is doing. I do hope you're encouraged by what you hear. We are Run Global. Run Global is an evangelistic, disciple-making, church-planting movement in South Asia. RUN stands for Reach the Unreached Now. There are over 1.8 billion people in South Asia that have never heard the name of Jesus. These people are unreached. RUN Global aims to change the equation. We do this by working with local churches to train the body of Christ. We have disciples that make disciples that make more disciples. We train our disciples in evangelism techniques so that they can be effective in reaching their nations for Christ. With these new converts, new churches are formed, discipleship is started, and the growth continues. Churches plant churches that plant more churches. Our team members and their disciples are reaching over 20,000 people each week with the gospel. And since our beginning in 2008, we have reached 10 million people saved 100,000 souls, and started 1,000 churches. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. Please join us as we reach the unreached with the gospel of Jesus Christ and as we work to see the Great Commission fulfilled. So even though this video is recent, our statistics have already changed. Our team members and their disciples are reaching nearly 30,000 people each week with the gospel. If this trend continues and even increases, we'll easily reach 1.5 million people in 2023. Keep praying for this work. Keep praying for more workers. Keep praying for more team sites to be open. And keep praying for more partners like you that believe in reaching the unreached with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Amen. Uh, Ryan is a great guy. I, I love the brother. Just uh, very kind and sincere. Hopefully you even just sense that through the video and, and just a, a very worthy, noble cause. So uh, if anybody's interested, we do have these pamphlets on the table back if you're interested in personally supporting what they're doing. But my goodness, I mean, the statistics, who, who else is sharing with 30,000 people a week? You know, they're getting the gospel. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Uh, it's absolutely. Yeah. Yep. The Nash. Right. Yeah. It's not like them. Right. Yep. No, they're trained. Yep, they're training the local people how to do that and reach their own countrymen. Yep, uh, it's just just incredible. So, uh, v- very worthy organization. Um, uh, ne- next one I want to talk about is, is Great Commission Europe. So, 0.72% of our uh, giving will be going uh, to Great Commission Europe. We also have uh, pamphlets for them back on the back table there. Uh, of course, uh, big stuff that's been happening in Europe, we all know, is the, uh, the conflict in Ukraine. And um, so, I'm just going to... We can put that first slide up here. Um, so they've been, they've been focusing a lot. This, this update is, is from Thursday. So this is fresh news, uh, Thursday the 15th. I thought it'd be worth us hearing it. Uh, so their theme verse, Matthew 19, 14 for this update. Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, Matthew 19, 14. 
Um, and this, this was probably written by Joe Dunn, could have been Timmy Powers, uh, I know both of those guys, but uh, here, here's the update. And, and as I read this, um, I, I realize there's all kinds of different opinions, myself included, on what's really going on in like Ukraine versus Russia, who's the good guy, the bad guy. Uh, be that as it may, the fact of the matter is there's, there's innocent people that are suffering because of what's happening. So, so just please keep that in mind as I'm, as I'm reading this. This isn't about who's right, who's wrong, whatever. It's the fact that there's, there's kids that are caught in the middle, which is very sad. So uh, it is no secret that the impacts of war go far beyond combat, and those on the margins often suffer the most, specifically children. In a disturbing report published on January 17th, Newsweek offered insights into one of the most explosive issues of the war, Russians op Russia's open effort to adopt Ukrainian children. And, and bring them up as Russian. You guys know I'm of Ukrainian descent, so this is... <clears throat> Ukraine's top presidential advisor for children's rights and rehabilitation said Tuesday that nearly 14,000 children have been abducted by Russian troops and deported to Russia. Of those, only 125 have been returned to Ukraine. Many have been sent to new families in Russia. Uh, Daria Herasimuchuk uh, added that Russian troops have killed 456 children and injured nearly 900 others since the war of aggression began almost one year ago. You guys know the anniversary is coming up uh, this Friday, February 24th, when Russia invaded. We managed to identify and verify the data of at least 13,899 children who were abducted and deported by the Russian army. And unfortunately, we can say that only 125 of them we managed to return home, Harasimichuk said. That news report is so heartbreaking, but through your donations, we've been able to shine light in the darkness by helping our Ukrainian brothers and sisters engage in incredibly impactful ministry to children. One couple that we are helping, this is GCE speaking, Great Commission Europe, one couple that we are helping, Boris and Olga, are actively serving over 100 children within earshot of constant artillery fire and frequent loud explosions in Eastern Ukraine. Those children belong to families who are in a terrible quandary. They live in great danger, but they are also fearful of how they will survive if they leave their homes behind. Um, and as you can see in that photo there, I, I actually zoomed in you know, a week ago. I don't know what happened, but I just felt a strong urge to, to start learning Russian. So, so, I've been, I, so I, 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 zo I zoomed in, and uh, the, title, the title of the book there says, Kluchkia Edla Ditya, uh, which means Keys for Children. Um, so, so that's the title of the book. It's got a butterfly on it. Uh, obviously, I don't know what's in it because I haven't read it myself. But uh, let's take a look at that next slide. Uh, Boris and Olga meet with the children often to feed them, play games, share the love of Christ through Bible stories. They bring joy and comfort to the kids in the midst of indescribable turmoil. Their care for the kids also opens doors to share the hope of Christ with their parents. Boris recently shared with us a letter he sent to the parents as the front lines of the war moves ever closer towards them. So, so this is Boris now speaking, uh, kind of giving a warning uh, to the parents. So this is what he says. Greetings to you parents. God gave us friendship with and love for your children. They are the best. Because of what we hear from everywhere, it seems that the situation here gets more and more dangerous. We do not panic, but we want you to understand that you have children in your hands and a responsibility to God for them. I think it would be better for you to leave with your children for two or three months where they and you can be safe and taken care of 
until it is safe to come back. With care and concern for you and your children, Boris and Olga. So he's basically advising the parents, come get your children and, and leave because it's just getting too dangerous. Uh, he also wrote this about people who have helped. Uh, so this is to the supporters. This is what Boris says. Peace to you. The war in our country is painful and difficult, but our Heavenly Father comforts and strengthens us. We want to say thank you. We love you and we pray for you because God supports us through you. We are walking this path together. Thank God for you, friends. We hope for victory in that day when we can rejoice together and praise Christ for all he has done. Uh, our hearts are broken for the children of Ukraine, for their families, for their futures, and for the loss of their innocence. We pray that truth would dissolve deceit and that these little ones would know they are deeply loved and precious in his sight. Um, there's more I could say, but we're, we gotta keep moving. But uh, yeah, so when you think of it, pray for, uh, pray for Boris and Olga doing a great work, you know, helping these kids, you know, just do, doing what they can where God's placed them and uh, ministering to these children. So uh, anyway, so if you're interested in Supporting GC, once again, uh, we've got pamphlets back there too. And, and if you want, I, I think you can designate, you know, if you want it to go strictly to the Ukraine relief efforts. And they say that 100% of those funds go straight to Ukraine uh, relief efforts. I saw some photos of uh, uh, Gehring, what's his first name again? Dan, Dan Gehring, yeah. Yeah, they, and they, they, they had some like generators that they were dropping off at certain places, things like that it looked looked really good, so. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of these guys personally. In fact, I think I'll be seeing them uh, even this week in Miami. Anyway, so that's where our overseas missions went to. All right, let's go to the next one. So this is uh, uh, local community ministries. Uh, we were proudly able to give 1.5% to the Perry Center, great noble cause. I know Nate uh, Douglas there. I've given messages to the ladies there. We've had people from our church that have served meals to the ladies there. For those who don't know, it's a maternity home where they help. Uh, women with unwanted pregnancies, and they, they bring them in, they take care of them, they teach them classes on how to be good moms, how to cook, how to handle stress, et cetera, and, and of course, you know, share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them, and it's a really great ministry that the Perry Center uh, does, and we have obviously a lot of pro-life uh, leanings in this congregation. Uh, and then w Women's Pregnancy Center was another one. Just, uh, I've been very impressed with Jill Chandler showing up to so many things and the work she's doing. In fact, I did some consulting of some other people in our congregation and, and, and took some advice on how to allot these funds where they'd have the most impact in, in helping you know the pro-life movement across our state. So you guys know Women's Pregnancy Center is based up in Grand Forks, but uh, from what I've been made aware of, because of them being there, it has prevented a lot of people from coming down here in our community, unfortunately, to, to have an abortion. So uh, a great work that they're doing. Even my sister Rachel has been working directly with Women's Pregnancy Center. So uh, and then we gave 0.5% to Christian Adoption Services and then 0.5% to, to New Life Center. And in fact, uh, they even sent me thank you cards already. Don't have time to read them, but if, if anybody, uh, anybody wants to, yeah, I was like, wow, they already said, yeah, thank. And, and the kicker for this was, let's go to that next slide. So the $3,600 of local giving that we gave had a double impact because of Giving Hearts Day. So as you can see there, all, all of that money gave was, was doubled by, by, by people that uh, gave matching gifts. So we were really blessed to be a part of that and, and you know, make, our, make our, uh, our impact count even more. So what a blessing. And then lastly here, uh, we decided to, uh, so, 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 the, so, so here's the missing 0.5% that's left. If, if anybody's been sitting there calculating like, oh, we're still missing 0.5%. What happened to that? Well, here it is. So, so we decided after my trip and, you know, a, a 
according to my strong urging, and you guys have been getting little hints of this. If you read your weekly update email last week, you were probably like, holy smokes, he put so many links in here. It's because they have so many great resources. So please check your weekly update email from last week. I'll probably have a lot of those links in it again. But long story short, Association of Churches and Ministries through Family Research Council. So uh, all, all that they ask for an annual membership of 250 or fewer church members. Like I said, I counted all the people who regularly come to our church. It's 68 people. So we're, and that, that's, their lowest, that's their lowest level. It's, it's just $250 for the whole year to, to, to be a member of their association of churches and ministries. And, and then they do recommend on top of that, it says we encourage each ministry to give an additional annual gift amount that corresponds with its ministry size and annual budget. So then we just gave another 200 to make it a, a solid 0.5%. Um, and some of you might be thinking, well, what's that $450 going to go towards? Which really isn't even that much money, but I, I will be happy to tell you as I, as I go through this. So, um, so this was from my trip to D.C., uh, really, really impressed. And um, I, I was hesitant to get involved with another thing. It's like, well, aren't we doing too many things already? And uh, there was a pastor, Scott Craig from Rapid City, South Dakota, that, that, that sponsored my trip. FRC did not pay for me to go out. Submerged Church did not pay for me to go out. This was on my own. And I, and I talked to this pastor and he said, you know what? I, I believe so strongly in this. We're, our church is going to cover for you to go out. So, so Landmark Community Church in Rapid City, South Dakota, sponsored my trip to go to, to Washington, D.C. Uh, for, for this trip. And a, after being there, everything he said was true. Uh, the resources they have are absolutely incredible. I've been very impressed with their professionalism. Um, to explain it, some of you might be thinking, well, what about TPUSA Faith, blah, blah, blah. If I could explain it in a nutshell, I'd say TPUSA Faith, you know, is obviously tied to Turning Point USA. They've got tons and tons of money that they just want to filter in, put on big events, big crowds, you know, get people excited, which I think ha has a place, you know, to get people's attention, things like that. Uh, so, so, it, so it's nice to be able to utilize those resources. Whereas Association of Churches and Ministries, I'm getting like prayed for on Tuesdays. I get regular prayer things. They're really pushing people to stand on the, they've got their own Bible reading program. They've got, uh, you know, the Washington Stand news publication. Watch. I mean, just a lot of other more practical resources, I feel, that help me as a pastor in a church on a daily basis, if that kind of makes sense. So we are still, you know, and, and then like TPUSA Faith, we, we have, we've never given them any money at, at all, not, not one dime. Uh, they, they just like, here, here's a bunch of money, make awesome stuff happen. You know, in fact, right now we're working on planning a big pro-life event where we'll apply for a grant and they'll do that, you know, so big community thing. But, but whereas Association of Churches and Ministries, let's get that title screen up, uh, is going to have more of a more of a daily day in day out impact uh, on providing us with and basically you're thinking oh what are we committing to you guys really aren't committing to anything but they're just giving us resources to do the things that we're already encouraging you guys to do uh, which which is really encouraging so I'll, I'll go through this real briefly we'll wrap it up so um, on the, that that next slide there uh, so churches ministries pastors we equip you to be ambassadors for the truth. Um, and then next slide, my PowerPoint stopped here, so I'll just go through the booklet. So our, our promise, is that right? Yeah, okay. We will choose to stand and proclaim the truth from the pews to the public square. So that, that's, that's their promise. And I, I'm just going to briefly read this letter from, uh, so this is from Tony Perkins, the president of uh, Family Research Council. He says this, the entreaty of James, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds is not the type of encouragement we are eager to hear. <laughs> However, if the last two years have revealed anything, 
is that this is a time of testing. But it has also revealed, as James promised, a time of growth. It has been a great, it has been a time of great opportunity for the church to offer hope, stability, clarity, and truth to a world that is being shaken again and again. The irony is that what the world needs, the forces of darkness using the systems of this world, attack. The very truth the world needs, which the church represents, is mocked and marginalized. Bible-believing Christians, hopefully everyone in this room, who seek to share the truth of God as well as live it, increasingly face a hostile culture. We are told to keep our faith within the four walls of our church. We are warned that if we do not comply, there will be consequences. And there are. So we must decide, will we yield to the threats of the world or will we yield to the commands of Jesus Christ? Family Research Council is answering the call to stand firm with our association of churches and ministries for those who have counted the cost and choose to stand on God's word. We equip churches, pastors, ministries, and ministry leaders to be ambassadors for the truth in a world that either hates the truth or denies it exists. We are building a community of churches and ministries who refuse to hide their faith in Jesus because of the incitement of fear or discrimination driven by today's cancel culture. We want to surround you with those who will stand beside you unafraid and unashamed to proclaim truth with love. I can guarantee one thing to you. We will always choose to stand for the truth of God's word. If this represents you too, we hope you'll join us. Standing, Ephesians 6.13, Tony Perkins. And I heard it come out of his own lips while I was there in D.C. and he was talking to the pastors. He said, you will never see a white flag hanging outside this building. You'll never see that. Meaning, they're never going to give up, never surrender. Uh, our mission, here's the mission. Unite with like-minded churches and ministries across denominational lines that share the vision of impacting the culture with biblical truth. Uh, Ephesians 6.13, theme verse there that we read earlier. Yep, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Uh, their vision, we imagine a community of believers who refuse to hide the faith we have in Jesus who will stand united, unafraid, unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who was here last week and remembered Dave Clemens coming up and sharing this with us? Fellowship of the unashamed. You know, so it's like, and that Dave did that of his own accord. And then, you know, obviously that, uh, that matches. We, we don't have anything to be ashamed of. You know, Romans 1 talks about that. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. And then la lastly here, <clears throat> I know it's, it's hard to see all of this here, but the member exclusives, prayer for our ministry leadership team, pastor briefings, virtual updates, uh, on-demand meetings with natural leaders, complimentary community impact team startup. Here's the two that really stuck out to me that I think is worth way more than $250 or $450. Crisis response team for cancel culture attacks on your ministry to pr provide support. And, and Tony said that to the pastors. He said, you know, I want to see you guys put a little bit of skin in the game. And, and if you do, we will stand behind you 100% when the cancel culture comes knocking at your door. And I don't know if you guys have thought about this, but, but I sure have. Someone who stands in front of the abortion facility regularly and prays when people are getting arrested in the UK for thought crimes. Have you guys heard about that? Police going up and saying, were you, were you just praying? Yeah, I was. <laughs> you're, you're arrested for, for praying silently in their head. 
near an abortion facility. It's, it's happening. People have been raided by the FBI at their homes for, uh, you know, th things like this. There's, there's churches that have people coming and suing them, canceling them, etc. So I thought, well, sure would be nice. To, and he said, you, you guys make the phone call. We'll have the best legal help we can get you ASAP, a crisis response team. So that, that in and of itself, I thought was uh, very honorable, noble, attractive to me. Uh, our ministry will be listed on the ACM network as a recommended mystery. Uh, Tony Perkins is a pretty well-known guy, uh, and there's always people calling FRC, calling him, saying, hey, you know, do you, our, our church has gone woke. Do you have any good recommend? My, my kid's going to school in Fargo. Are there any churches you'd recommend them to go? And, and then they would, of course, you know, us being a member of them, say, hey, yep, check out Submerged Church. They preach the truth there. They stand on the word, et cetera. Anyway, lot, lots more to look into uh, if, if you want. Um, I did print out a bunch of the, I don't know if they got on the contact table or not. They were in a folder, a bunch of the statement of faith. If not, we'll try to get those out as soon as possible. But yeah, so if you're, if you're interested, I mean, you can go to their website to see it. But I printed this out, their statement of faith. Wasn't, any, wasn't anything on there that I, I didn't agree with. So uh, you can check that out for yourselves. And uh, as we are running out of time here, I'll just do real quick. Um, let's go to, so just... Uh, yeah, we'll go to that first picture there. Yeah, so there, some of you guys probably saw this in the email, but uh, they treated us very well, brought us to the Capitol. I got to go in the Lincoln Room in the Capitol building where Steve Scalise kind of is in charge of that now. And uh, this, this was the state of faith, family, and freedom that he gave on Monday, February 6th. You can watch that online if you want. Uh, there's me after, this was after the Washington Watch radio program on February uh, 7th. Uh, the thing I've really appreciated about Tony if you've watched his Stand on the Word devotionals, things like that, he, he's, a, he's a great teacher, very wise, uh, very, very diplomatic, works well. with. He's got a lot of good relationships with all kinds of people in Washington, D.C., and yet he's not, he's not afraid to, to speak out the truth in love on these, on these hot topics. You know, he'll, he'll, bring, he'll bring it up. Uh, uh, very humble guy. So, um, yeah, I've, I've so far just been very impressed. Um, there were some other stories I wanted to share, uh, which I don't have time for, but um, one, one of the main messages I got, especially when Andrew Brunson shared, you guys have probably heard of him, he, he was arrested in Turkey, charged with terrorism attacks, although he's just sharing the gospel, and then he, he did some serious jail time in Turkey, and he said, I, I was not ready for that, God broke me, but one message he said to the pastors is that the average pastor, church, Christian in America is not ready for the persecution that is coming. I mean, that's, that's just simply how he put it. You're not ready. And we need, to, we need to start preparing ourselves for the persecution that is coming. So he's got a series called uh, Prepare, Prepare to Stand, I think is what it's called. I had that in the email, but we might do that as like a summer study after the Jeremiah one. So stay tuned on that. But I, as a pastor, want to make sure that, you know, that Bob and I did everything that we could to help you guys stand firm on the word so that when that persecution comes, when difficult times come, we're not shocked. Uh, it's okay to be afraid, but then, you know, what do we do with that fear? We need to decide ahead of time, where do we stand? Um, something fun you can check out, uh, sage cons. is a term that uh, uh, Barna came up with. Um, spiritually active, governance, engaged conservatives. Are you a SageCon? You can find out by texting SageCon to 67742 or go to frc.org slash SageCon. Doesn't take too long. I, I did it, scored 100%. So <laughs> surprise, surprise. You'll, they'll even send you a little email and stuff. So anyway, I encourage you to do that. And in fact, uh, they talked about that, how, how they've talked to pastors like, hey, what percentage of your congregation has a biblical worldview? And the pastor would be like, oh yeah, I'd say 85, 90%. Well, then they give this 
survey on a biblical worldview to their congregants, like 54 questions long that George Barna came up with. And then these pastors that thought that 85 to 90% of their congregation had a worldview, the test results come back and it's really only like 40 or 45%, you know? So we might be doing that eventually and finding out, okay, how much of our congregation truly has a biblical worldview? And this is just kind of a sneak peek of that, sort of. Uh, And then next, I can't urge this enough. If there's anything um, I've been convicted of lately, and I I don't regret our church going through the biblical citizenship class. I think it's important to know our history, our foundation, et cetera. Uh, But I've just had a sense of urgency as, as of late, even more so. Like we need to stand on the word, be getting in the Bible every day, knowing God's truth, knowing how to apply it in our culture and I think this Jeremiah study, well, I don't think I know because I've already gone through like 20 days of it myself, is, is a wonderful tool in doing that. You know, as we, as we read through Jeremiah and, the, and then go through Tony's commentary. So re- really encourage you guys to, if you can make it work, Wednesday night starting March 1st as we go through this Jeremiah study. It's, it's absolutely incredible. And, and I, I, I have felt so much more encouraged just really diving deep into the word more. So big idea, stand firm. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for all that you're doing across the world through groups like Run Global and Great Commission Europe. Oh, Lord, we lift up uh, our dear brothers and sisters in Christ in Nepal, India, that are out uh, just faithfully sharing the gospel, getting the word of Jesus out. Lord, we pray for the children in Ukraine that Boris and Olga have been ministering to and just even having to say, you know what, it's time. Time to, time to get out of here for a little while, Lord. I just pray you give them good wisdom, discernment, just protect, uh, protect our brothers and sisters in Christ in Ukraine, uh, protect our brothers and sisters in Christ in Russia. We know there's people there too, Lord, that don't agree with what's going on, just as here we are uh, in, in the United States and the Biden administration, other people are doing things that we, that we don't agree with. That, that doesn't represent us. Uh, so Lord, I, I just pray that you keep your saints encouraged throughout the world. Lord, we thank you for our local groups here, the Perry Center, Women's Pregnancy Center, Christian Adoption Services, New Life Center. There's so many more doing great things to build your kingdom. Lord, we pray you'd bless them, encourage them, uh, and, that, and that your name would be proclaimed uh, in, in this part of the, our community, part of our state. Uh, Lord, we thank you for what FRC is doing uh, on the front lines in Washington, D.C. Just pray you continue to bless them, their ministry, Tony Perkins, and just continue to guide our church, Lord. Uh, uh, Help us to uh, cut out the things that we don't need, to focus on what we do need, and uh, that we would be faithful with what you've called us to do. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the food that's being provided for us today. Just pray you'd strengthen our bodies with it. Uh, Bless our conversations. Pray you go before us this week. Uh, Use us for your glory, Lord, that we would build your kingdom, make your name holy, uh, that your will would be done uh, in us and through us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.